Welcome to the Business Renegades podcast, where we're dedicated to challenging the status quo. I'm your co-host, Maria Kreider, a course creator. And I'm Tara Leeson, business mentor. We provide practical advice and actionable tips to help you break free from the same old strategies and create something new and innovative. Each episode, we'll explore different aspects of business, such as leadership, marketing, operations, and more, and discuss how to approach them differently. We are talking about secret offers today, which neither of us like. So so a secret offer is something that someone will market and be like, you don't get to know what it is. You don't get to know what's in it. You don't get to know what's included or the features or benefits. It's this is my offer and it's this much money. That's it. You in or you out? Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So I'm always out. I'm out. I feel like it's the scummiest way to run a business. Like legitimately the, the scummiest way to be an entrepreneur. Yes. 1000%. It makes absolutely zero sense to me why you would have a secret offer that people have to pay. And sometimes it can be a lot of money and they don't have a clue what they're getting. It is okay to know exactly what you are paying for and exactly what you are getting. And that's the other thing that like, I don't really understand is that there's a lot of people that aren't even doing the secret offers, but they're saying like, you shouldn't have to ask for how many calls or how much time, you know, when you're able to access Voxer or whatever it is that's included well, what am I paying for? What support am I paying for? I realize that you are offering me a transformation at the end of this. How is that happening? Right. I feel like that that's more of a boundary issue. I think in order to run a successful business, whether you are just starting out or making six and seven figures, is to have clear boundaries and clear expectations not just of yourself, like what you're providing your clients, but Mm -hmm. what you can expect from your clients. And your clients need to understand what you expect of them. There's no transformation if there isn't a clear defined, hey, this is what I'm going to do for you, but this is what you need to do to help yourself. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, I'm thinking about, because there's different posts that I've seen that are like, you know, you shouldn't have to know how many calls you shouldn't have to know when you have Voxer access before you buy. Like, you'll find this out after you buy. Well, why? No. no. That's only, I, I feel like that might only be relevant if you have as many calls as is needed to provide the transformation. Yes. Yes. Then, I mean, obviously, there's no number on that. It's what you need in order to get where you want to go. But but then how do yeah. you price that? In my private mentorship, I do say that technically people can have unlimited calls, but usually we keep it to one per week. Like that's the general consensus because I mean, we're all busy too. So it's not like people can be on a million calls per week, but um 
Yeah. If you're truly doing unlimited calls where people like someone could call you every day, I also don't think that that really makes sense because they're not using any of that time for implementation. So I would kind of direct it towards, you know, instead of getting on a call every day, you need to use some of this time for implementing in your business and actually taking action on the things that we are talking about. And I think that once per week on a call would be a good time to reassess what's going on, but I don't think that daily calls are useful. That goes back to boundaries though. Setting Mm -hmm. the expectation like, hey, we're going to meet on this day. We have one hour. This is what we're going to do. And then you're going to go implement and we'll check in in a week. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Otherwise, we're just wasting everybody's time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if there was a client that was pushing that, then yeah, it's just reinforcing those boundaries and really taking it back to them and what they're wanting to accomplish because the point of getting into like mentorship or coaching with you wasn't just to have calls every day like it's actually to move your business forward so it's just reinforcing those boundaries as well as you know indicating to your client that's not what's going to help you So that, like, that's how I would do it. I don't know. But anyways, back to secret offers. (laughs) That was a whole tangent. But there's some boundary advice also. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, secret offer. Buy my thing. Buy my thing. This is what it's called. And this is how much it is. But that's all you get. Mm -hmm. And And then you get hype from people who may or may not have already gone through the program like oh look at all my my strike payout pages like let me copy yeah screenshot all this stuff and share and it just builds hype like oh my god this is gonna be so amazing you're gonna get so much out of it but what are we getting out of it yeah what is it what is it that we are getting yeah and so then (laughs) after after the promotional period ends and like the secret offer is no longer available it disappears you get crickets. There's silence. You don't, you don't hear about the people who are in the program. You don't Mm -hmm. hear about their transformation. You don't get any like feedback of whether or not it was good because the people who went in it aren't even allowed to talk about it. Yeah. So that's great that you had all these Stripe payments of apparent people who were paying you for it, but then what, what were their results? We just never find out. No. Well, how does that make sense to buy into something like that when you don't know what it is? You don't know if the people are actually getting the transformation, whatever it is that's promised, because no one says anything. That's the secret. You're either in the club or you're not. But I mean, I want to know. I actually do know somebody who has purchased into a secret offer. And she does not have a successful business. Actually, as a matter of fact, she doesn't currently have a business. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a susta- sustainable business model to invest in your in your business in some secret offer that you don't know what the hell it is. You can't sustain a business that way. No. This person, friend of mine, 
needed business mentorship and needed to develop a business plan that was sustainable. And so she invested in this garbage and now she doesn't have a business. Now she's back to square one and working in her local area in brick and mortar because she doesn't know how to work online, doesn't know how to operate in the online space. Yeah. What she needed was a Tara. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, everyone needs a Tara. Right? (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah. No, but I'm serious. Yes. Yeah, I know. Because, and that's the thing. I, A, would never buy into a secret offer because I don't believe that that's a smart investment for all the reasons that we're talking about. But I would never, ever put one out to my clients and or potential clients and expect them to purchase something like that. I am very, very specific on, you know, this is what is included. This is the transformation. This is what we're going to do. You know, all of the things so that they know when they come into working with me, what we're going to do and what they should be getting out of it as long as they put the work in. But But just the same, like I help coaches create their offers, their digital products and stuff. I will not allow you to create a digital, uh, you know, digital product, digital Mm. offer course or anything and call it a secret offer. No, out of that would be operating. That would be me operating out of integrity. If I were to be like, yeah, let's go ahead and create this and call it a secret offer. I'm not. No, I'm I'm out. Count me the fuck out. Yeah. You want to do it, you do it on your own. I'm not doing it. You want to work with me? We're not doing a secret offer. Yes, exactly. And I feel the same way because obviously that's what I do is a lot of offer program creation. And if someone came to me and wanted to do a secret offer, I would not work with them. (laughs) I would just say like, this is not a good fit. I might actually also go into why I believe that they shouldn't do it. Um, but I definitely would have no part in it. <laughs> no, I've actually tried talking a couple people out of it, but they're like, but so-and-so does it not to drop any names. Cause I don't want you to go digging for who the hell this person is. Just trust me that they are scummy, but so-and-so does it. I don't care that so-and-so does it. You really shouldn't do it because of this reasons that we've just named. It's not a sustainable, yeah. bus- sustainable business model. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. I urge you not to do it. You want to go ahead and do it? Fine. Do it on your own. Count me out. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and I mean, it's not sustainable. The way that you build your business best is by being able to actually show your client results and what kind of, you know, testimonials and stuff like that, that you're actually getting from your clients and them being able to speak about working with you and hype you up that way. That, you know, that's the best way to kind of get that done. If they can't talk about what you've done together or what the transformation was, how that's not helpful for anyone. So let me give you numbers because some people like me, we need stats. Like I, I want real numbers. Let's see what the the thing is. Mm -hmm. I'm not a six figure business. 
I launched my business in 2021. I consider myself to be a young business. We are in the starter stage. I don't know what the hell yes. you want to call it, right? This person or this company who runs Secret Offers is a $60 million brand. 60 plus. Yeah. They've been in business for five years. They've been running this crap for about two and a half, three years. Mm -hmm. I think they've reached the end of the line considering they're currently involved in a class action lawsuit. So if yeah. that's what you want to call sustainable, you've been in business five years, you've been doing this crap for three years, and now you're getting sued. Mm -hmm. I hope you have the money to pay all these people off. I mean, I hope you save some of that $60 million. Well, and that's the other thing. And I know we're going to go into this on another podcast, but is it truly $60 million? I doubt it. Mm -hmm. I doubt because it. Because who actually, actually talks about their profit? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Registered businesses in the U.S. anyway have financial reports that are public record. Now, mm -hmm. I did at one point have this stuff pulled up, so I, I could easily go in my history and find it. But they do show profits. Mm -hmm. 60 million is an exaggeration exactly that's what I mean <laughs> I'm not saying like I I'm sure that they do profit I'm positive that they do make money um, especially because of the lifestyle factor that's shown online but saying that it's 60 million um, may or may not be the case because a lot of people don't like to actually share their actual profit. So, which is always interesting. I agree that if you enter in an agreement, you are in the agreement and you follow through. Yeah. I also agree that there should be a clause that if this agreement or this arrangement no longer works for you, there should be an exit clause, yeah. whether you pay out the contract, you buy out, um, yeah. whatever, or terminate yeah, and, and offer agree. feedback as to what could be done differently. Yes. Something. Not just, sorry, Charlie, you're shit out of luck and you're stuck with me for the next 11 months because month one sucked yeah. for you. On that same aspect, the same way I would expect a client to follow through and do the work in order to get the results, I would expect the coach to do yes. the work, provide the information, and give the value, the, the lessons yeah. that are being marketed in order for the client to do what they need to do. If you're not giving what they need, they're not going to achieve these results. It's yes. a give and take. 1,000%. Yeah, it's uh it's an interesting thing because it's hard to it's hard to know I guess what people mean by getting out of the contract because you have to remember too that you've signed this contract and now like if it's me with one of my coaching clients they've signed a 6 month contract or whatever 
I am essentially counting on that income for that amount of time. Right. And well, myself, I am going to put in as much effort as possible to help you get where you want to go. Um, but it's, it's tough because if you really feel like the coach is not, there should be a clause in order to be able to do something about that. But because coaching so unregulated, there are no standards that anyone has to uphold, there which is, is no, so messed up. Right. There is no standards. There's no legal means of yeah. like consumer protection. Yes. So it's really on the coach to operate in, in integrity mm-hmm. and have either an exit clause, termination clause in the contract, or just be like, hey, I'm not a shitty person. Like, this isn't working out for you. You're not going to do the work. Yeah. You know, like, we're done. And a lot, a lot of times, people who do that have it in their statement. Like, we can terminate the contract, but you're not doing any refund. Like, I've provided my services. Yeah. You didn't do the work. You're out. We're done. Like, mm-hmm. end of story. And that's yeah. okay. Because we did put the work in. We did do the work. The service was provided. The fact that the client didn't do the work, didn't want to do it or whatever it is, or had buyer's remorse, then that's on the buyer's side. Yes, definitely. And I think that this kind of goes back to secret offers and just knowing what you are getting. Because if you if you buy this and it is contract-based, and you don't know what you're getting, you're still stuck in that because do you really think that they're going to have a clause to let you out when they're having a secret offer that they can't even tell you what's in it? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt that. So regardless of whether you like what it is or not, once you get in there, you're in and there is no way out. So you've either wasted money or committed to stupid or better down like what it is because you're in there. I feel, so. like, I feel like purchasing a secret offer is the equivalent of going to a store and doing like the grab bag. And let me, let me just iterate this example. So I went on vacation with my husband and Savannah. I, I told you this already. And I went to yeah. the soap shop and they have these paper bags on a shelf. There's a shit ton of them. And I asked the lady what's in the paper bag. And she's like, oh, they're soap pieces from, it's like two pounds of soap or whatever, from pieces left over of all of the soaps that we'd make. Grab your bag. It's like 10 bucks, two pounds of soap, whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. I've, I've already purchased $50 worth of soap. I got everything I needed. But I was like, you know what? It'd be cool to try it because I don't know what's in the bag and like maybe it's good maybe it's not I don't know like this is a good way to sample all of the other pieces without having to commit to purchasing the big full bar and then hating it right so I grab the bag 10 bucks I get home and I open the bag and it's it's like the slivers you know how they make the big blocks and they have the thing that cuts it down to like perfect sizes well what's only left over is like literally a sliver so it's not enough to wash your ass (laughs) <laughs> it's just the little slivers of you know the burnt end yep. of the soap bar essentially it was all garbage and it was a lot of the scents that I didn't even like 
I was like, this, <laughs> this was stupid. That was stupid. And I knew what? better. I knew that better. was only $10. It was only, but it was only $10. And you actually knew that it was soap. See with mm-hmm. secret offers, mm-hmm. you don't even know that. Yeah. Like you have, you literally have no idea. It could be, you could be paying thousands for a five minute video. Like you literally have no clue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why would you make that kind of an investment in your business? Like, this is a business. Well, some of these secret offers are lives inside of a Facebook group. So it's not yeah. even actual private course content. It's not intellectual property by any means because you have no IP rights when you post things on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people are paying thousands of dollars for this. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if... If you are trying to run a successful business, you don't invest in secret offers. If you want to run a successful business with your offers, you don't run secret offers. Yeah. Yeah. Be clear about what you are offering, what's in your programs, what your clients are going to get, what your commitment is to them, and then you know, at the end of the day, it's up, it's up to the client to uphold their commitment back to you, but you've been clear about your part and that's what you need for a successful business. It's not secret offer bullshit. Yeah. It's not hype. I mean, it's, it's good and it's great to be excited about your offer, but be excited about it because you offer X, Y, Z, because the benefits are X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Because you can show that clients have gotten, you know, these results from your program. Be excited about that. Not just hype. Don't be just hype. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Business Renegades podcast, where we challenge the status quo and explore new ways of doing business. If this episode inspired you to think outside the box, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Your support helps us reach more rebels like yourself who are eager to challenge the traditional business model. So don't be shy, let others know about the show, and keep spreading the word. Until next time, keep pushing boundaries and being a business renegade.